Listen, I'm only here for the likes. It's episode 23 of For Our Edification. Thanks for joining for our edification. I'm Eddie Francis. Make sure that you check it out on your favorite podcast platform and listen, download the show, rate it, share it with friends, all that good stuff. You can find this episode and past episodes at eddiefrancis.com slash for our edification. Get a job in social media, they said. It'll be just like doing your own social media, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Well, that's not what the guest on this episode quite believes himself because he is an actual social media manager for a brand and he's done it for several other brands. You know, he really puts into perspective how something that seems like it's so much fun can be so challenging. Let's welcome our next guest on this episode of For Our Edification. The views and opinions expressed on For Our Edification do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the hosts, guests, or any entities with which we are affiliated. For John Stevens Nassel, social media is serious business. As a matter of fact, it is his business. And it has been for about a decade. J.S. started his social media career in higher education, and he has done so for several different brands. And right now, he is one of the most prominent voices when it comes to social media management. He is a social media strategist, a marketer, a content creator, and he is the director of social media at Chaotic Good Studios. He's also the co-host of a pretty cool podcast that I've had the opportunity to be a guest on the Thought Feeder podcast, which offers insights on digital marketing and higher education. Here's the conversation that I had with JS. Let's start with the basics. How did you get into social media and get paid for it and get paid fairly for it? Oh, oh okay. Those are two very big <laughs> questions. Um, this was not my plan. Um, my, my plan was to get my PhD and start teaching literature. And I was teaching English as a second language at a university at the time. And this was 2008 and started noticing my students weren't paying attention to me. They're paying attention to their phones. And I didn't want to be the I didn't want to be Wyatt Earp, like in the movie Tombstone or actual history and like, you know, going in like collecting phones, like he was collecting guns as people were going into Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I, other teachers in my department were doing just that. And I was like, well, how can I teach them how to use the, their phone as a tool and not a toy? And I started creating Facebook groups for my classes and started create, create a Facebook page for that department. And little by little started doing more and more like, my boss said, hey, why don't you do this to uh, try and recruit more international students to our program? Why don't mm -hmm. you do this to recruit, you know, to, to get more students to sign up for their advising meetings and run social for the advising center? Why don't you do social for admissions? And I'm like, hey, why don't I run social for the entire university? <laughs> and they said, well, we don't have that position. I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to go find a school that does. <laughs> and I did. I went to Texas State University, ran social media there for uh, a few years. Uh, went to the Texas Department of Transportation. There's nothing you can say to me that will hurt my feelings after that. <laughs> um, and then went back. The school I was originally at, University of Central Arkansas, made the position and came back home. Uh, during COVID, like a lot of people, I kind of did some soul searching and uh, wanted to move on to the next phase of my career and uh, 
got off quit without a plan, but got offered a, a freelance job working on the Amazon Prime video television series Invincible, which I could not turn down saying I'm a huge comic book nerd. And that led me to working in the entertainment industry, uh, where I now work for Chaotic Good Studios as director of social media there, where uh, I can't talk a lot about that. I'm under a lot of NDAs, but I get to work on some really cool projects uh, yes. and, and real, really fun stuff. And, you know, as far as like getting paid fairly, um, I hate to say it, but moving out of higher ed was how I did it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, try as they might, you know, higher ed can can only offer so much. Um, and it's a shame because you really do. It, it gets to the point, you know, I was part of the soul searching was I asked myself, like, if I stay in this position at this university, where am I going to be in five years? And the realistic answer was ex exactly where I was mm -hmm. with maybe making a couple thousand dollars more a year if I'm lucky or getting promoted if my boss quits or gets promoted and I luck into that job. So, you know, I, as, as much as it pained me, it, you know, I, it was time to leave higher ed and do, do something else, which I'm as much as I miss higher ed. Uh, I mean, I get to work on superhero shows now. So, <laughs> I was about to say, so you would officially be my son's hero because he loves Invincible. He loves oh, it. So much fun. So, all right. So I got I got to let him know I met somebody who was like working on the show for him. Um, so let's go to the not to trigger you, but let's go back to the days of working social media and higher ed, um, which I did briefly when I was in between social media coordinators. That is one of the most interesting places to do it, because it's like you're doing social media for a small city. People, the, the, the part that I want you to talk about is the difference between doing your own social media and doing it for an institution of higher learning. One of the one of the missteps I have seen often is I have seen people hire someone to do a social media job and they're like, well, yeah, I saw their Instagram and it looks like they really know what they're doing. Talk about it. And the difference is huge. It's enormous. Um, just because you have, I, I compare it to like being being a mechanic versus just driving a car. Like we all can drive a car. We we can get in, get from point A to point B. We can put gas in it. Maybe we can change the oil if we're we're really savvy. But if there's something that goes wrong with the car, you've got to take it to a mechanic. And that's what a social media manager is versus an average user like we know the ins and outs the inner workings of social media um so that the, the difference is huge like i i've been in the same sort of thing where people are like oh their instagram account is great but but personally it's very different than running it for a university or any brand because you know at the end of the day, if your personal account, it's you on the line, right? Yeah, it's yeah. your, you, you, you have total control of it. You're steering the ship, whatever you put up there <clears> is <throat> on you. If you say something stupid, you're the person that has to account mm -hmm, for that mm -hmm. uh, and vice versa. If you're running it for a, a brand and, and I, I, I love your comparison. I use it too, of a uh, university is like running social for a small city. You are the voice of the brand you are the voice of the university so yeah. it's not just you know tweeting out or posting a photo of whatever comes to your head that day although sometimes it can be if you, once you've got enough experience <laughs> and you know what's gonna you can only do that after you've 
trained and have the experience and know, okay, I can get away with this. I can't do this. And and this is what the the voice of the brand is uh, because you don't own that, mm-hmm, right? That's mm-hmm. not, that's not you. And you have to take it with the utmost level of, 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 of seriousness and, mm-hmm. and understanding that like, it's a huge responsibility. Like you can say something that hurts the school <laughs> pretty yeah, easily yeah. if you're not careful. So I think that's a big part of it. And like you said, it's like running social for a small city. It's much harder than like running for running social for a coffee shop or, or even invincible where it's yeah. like there is at a university, you have ad- admissions, you have housing, you have IT, you have the library, you have all of these things that are going on. Um, a, a, a transportation department, even. Yeah, so absolutely. you've absolutely. got all of these things. It always made me laugh. Like people would re- leave Facebook reviews for the university and be like, <laughs> "Not enough parking, one star." And it's like, <laughs> it's like visiting New York City and going, ah, "I went to one restaurant that had bad service, one star for the whole city." Exactly. <laughs> you can't do that. But I saw cats, and it was great. <laughs> Five stars. Exactly. Five stars. So the part is so so here's the thing that was so interesting. I remember um when I was hiring my current social media person, I remember I worked up all these questions for the interview, and they were all based on emotional intelligence and customer service. And someone looks at it and they go, Why are you asking these questions? There's not one question here about anything having to do with content and all that stuff. And, and they need to be able to make us go viral. And all, and I said, okay, first of all, the whole going viral, that's not a thing. Let's start with that. But the second thing is, do you know what it's like to run a social account for an institution of higher learning? Have you been in a seat when some student says, you know, this place is crap and blah, blah, blah. And they at the university and that whole thing. And then they go on and on and they do a thread on how bad things are at the university. And then it's, and it's some student who just f- simply didn't follow directions for something, right? And so, you know, my whole philosophy was to find somebody who could be level-headed so that when they saw these tweets, when they saw these posts, they could just say, oh, okay. And then they could just act appropriately, like come to me and say, okay, hey, here's what we have going on. The thing that the thing that I am proudest of with the uh, person who I was able to hire is that she has come through like a champ. I mean, something will go down. She'll come to me and say, hey, this is what happened. And I can tell it gets to her, but she holds really steady. And to me, that is just such an important quality for anybody who's running social media. And what the what the user does not understand is how easy it is to internalize the stuff that comes at you on social media, even if you are getting a paycheck for it it still feels like they're attacking you and not the brand. And a lot of that is just linguistics. It's, you yeah. know, when we, when we tweet for the brand, we say, you know, we, 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 it's exactly you know, first person plural, but when it comes back, it is you, you are bad at your job. You know, they'll even say like, if they don't like the tweet, oh, I hate it. They'll say fire your intern. Right. <laughs> or, or even when they're complimenting you, like, I get, you know, comments like the invincible intern needs a raise. And it's like, thank you. But I actually have a master's degree and I've been doing this for 10 years, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it, it is very difficult. And I think you're right. Being level-headed restraint, 
but also yes that emotional intelligence because there's so much going on on social that the average user doesn't see mm-hmm. you know you're you know uh, university admins may see the the posts that you know the major posts and things like that but they're not seeing what we're doing in the replies sometimes mm-hmm. uh when a student says hey um or i i just got accepted to university a and university b i'm trying to decide where to go and you jump in and go hey if you have any questions about our university <laughs> you know that one-on-one there's so much magic there or a student does you know go on that giant rant and you can level-headedly say hey uh have you tried calling the advising center yet <laughs> you know and pointing them in, gently in the right direction mm. you can turn that around and make that a positive and other students are looking at that too so somebody who's level-headed another perfect example it's it's you know we've ha- been having ice storms for the past three days here in arkansas and these this is the time where i do not miss working in higher ed at all because my phone would have been blowing up with have you canceled school yet why isn't school canceled yeah. uh and we are on the receiving end of all of these questions where that are way above our pay grade right yeah, yeah. The, the, the the social media manager does not cancel classes and is not even in the room when that decision is being made hmm. so it's important to know as a social media manager, one, I think upper level admin need to, they need to be in the social media manager's office almost, or, or call them the social media manager to their office almost every other day of like, hey, what what's, what's the pulse of campus, right? Yeah. Hey, we are thinking, you know, we're watching the weather here. Let's craft a statement that we can, can put out that we're, we can agree upon while we're making that decision. It's, it's PR one-on-one, right? You, you keep, people informed like no information is still information right saying you know we're still in the process we will let you know once we decide um and if the social media manager doesn't have that information like or the go-ahead you know to to reply to that you, you run into a lot of angry people like why aren't you listening you know students have really been accustomed to brands on social media replying if they you know say Hey, at you know Wendy's, mm-hmm. I got my order wrong. They're going to get a reply from Wendy's that says, "Hey, we're so sorry. What what what's the location? You know, we'll look into this for you." You know, if they're getting that sort of customer service for a seven dollar you know value meal, <laughs> they need they're going to expect that from what they are taking out loans to get from mm-hmm. that university. So um, it's it's a it's a huge job. You're listening to For Our Edification. I'm Eddie Francis, and we're talking to John Steve Stencil. Uh, and uh, JS is social media manager extraordinaire, um, has been at it. So for a decade, you've been doing this. Um, and so what it, to you, what is the most important quality to have as far? I, I, I say it's emotional intelligence, but what about you? What do you think is the most important quality to have or some of the most important qualities to have for someone who wants to do social media professionally? Oh, uh, willingness to continue learning. It, it mm. Professional development, it, it's constant. So, social media changes every single day, almost yeah. hourly. Um, you know, every, every platform has regular updates. There are new trends to follow. Um, you know, new, new platforms emerge that you have to kind of explore. So, and what worked on one platform today is not going to work 
tomorrow. Uh, so staying up to date and staying current is something that is a major part of a social media manager's job. And I don't think you'd survive long with, with without um, just that willingness to, to continue just and be flexible. You know, one, one thing you just never know what's going to happen. So many higher ed social media managers have been really gung ho and, and really bullish on TikTok. And all of a sudden, your state legislature, your governor issues an executive order that says no more TikTok on state-owned devices. And suddenly your strategy is done. Yeah. There's, yeah. you know, so how do you pivot? Like today? Yeah. You know, you were planning a six-month TikTok strategy and that is out the window. What are you doing now? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. That's, and, and not and not pull your hair out when that happens. It's, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Do, do users care what the social media person is going through? It doesn't look, I mean, users are just, it seems like they're just talking to their devices. Uh, sometimes you, you will get, and it's, and this really plays a part when you're replying and, and, and answering it, it, And if you build that community and people kind of know like, Oh, I don't know who runs the Twitter account, but they are always responsive and always friendly and always helpful they will come to your aid when times are bad. You know, I, I have gotten replies when I think some of the times the most frustrating things about being a social media manager, whether in higher ed or anywhere else is when your brand makes a decision that you personally disagree with and your audience also disagrees with. And you cannot say anything about that. You've got to, you know, be the, the voice of the brand and people are getting angry and probably sometimes for, for legit reasons, but they will actually say, "Hey, no shade to the social media manager, but this uh, this this move is stupid," you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And that that kind of softens the blow a little bit to see a few of those people like understand, like, "Hey, it's not this." So, I mean, I've seen giant stuff where like airlines have had it was South when Southwest Airlines had their big fiasco day. There were so many tweets that were like, "Hey, we know this is not the social media team's fault, but." <laughs> Yeah. Get your hack together, you know? So um, I I think sometimes people do care, but a lot of times they don't. Well, and I think, I think it's also, you know, frustrating. And and this is something that, that the customer doesn't see either. And you're completely right because I've actually been in that situation myself where I'm sitting here going, we really shouldn't put this on social media. This is a bad idea. And the employer goes, no, you need to put it on social media. And I'm going, watch what happens. And it happens, and I'm sitting there going, "Told you," and you know, and you can't say anything because now, it, 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 everything is done. Everything is done. I mean, everybody is out of the pool. Nobody's having a good time anymore, <laughs> and so that that is really one of those things. But I, it, it's really interesting to me, you know, when, like like I said, when I've when I've done social media. It's one of those things where I've said, I really wish people could see somebody running into my office going, well, my event is happening in about five hours and we only have 20 registrants for this thing. So could you please put it on social media so we can get some more people? And I'm going, you you did a crappy job putting your event together. Honestly, it's really the problem. Social media is not the elixir for your poor planning. It's just not, <laughs> it's not going to solve your problem, but People really believe that is actually how it's going to happen. And then this is the other part. And, and I'm, I really want to hear your thoughts on this. You you have, and, and I have so much empathy for my social media coordinator because 
I know she has worked out a calendar. I know she knows when everything needs to post. She's figured it out. She's done it. She's been there. She's been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. And somebody comes along and says, no, this press release has to go out now. And I'm sitting there going, do you know how many tweets we have done today? And we are about to just sat. We're about to oversaturate our account right now and drive our followers crazy. I, I mean, talk about when you have to have those behind the scenes conversations with people and they really don't understand that there is an actual strategy that goes into this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It, well, it kind of goes back to that, that idea of like, oh, well, I have my personal account and I do this all the time. Why can't we do this from the brand account? Like, it's totally different, you know, totally different ball game we're, we're playing here. And the, the strat, you're right, the strategy and the planning and the content calendar that goes into it. And then somebody comes along is like, just wants to throw a little wrench into it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you have to remember, especially, you know, I, I, when, when I was working in higher ed, it's just remembering like when they, people come to you with those requests, it's important to them. Like they, they think yeah, it's the most important yeah. thing in the world. And you have to kind of empathize with that a little bit and try and offer another solution. And, and yeah. some of it, it's just constant training of other people on campus to know like, Hey, your events in five hours, if I put this on Facebook, it's not going to do you a lick of good right now because the way the algorithm works, there's a good chance nobody's going to see it until tomorrow. Exactly. You know, it doesn't work exactly. that way. Mm -hmm. I, I need this a week in advance. And and it's kind of tough because the social media managers on in higher ed are bottom of the totem pole. It's seen as an entry-level position a lot of times. And they don't have that authority to go to a dean and say, you can't have this. Yeah. They should have that authority because in, in reality, we're not gatekeeping. We are trying to do what's best for the brand as a whole mm -hmm. and be mm -hmm. sure everybody gets their time. Every, you know, everybody gets their, their moment in the spotlight, but we are again, back to the city metaphor. We're not focusing on one element over another. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is also comes down to in higher ed, a big problem of where does social media fit within the org chart? Because naturally, no matter where you are in the org chart, you're, that area is probably going to get a little more preference. You know, yeah, I've yeah. been in universities where, where it's changed. Like we started out under enrollment management and then another department was like, hey, a, a VP gets really upset and is like, they're not doing enough for, you know, our area. And it gets moved because <laughs> somebody yeah. pitched a big fit. <laughs> and suddenly the other, you know, department's not getting enough. Uh, on theirs and the other one's getting too much and this social media manager and marketing is kind of stuck in the middle like hey we want to give everybody but we can't say no to our direct supervisor yeah, yeah. um you know i love you but he you know signs my paycheck um so yeah it, it's really tough and some of it it just continues of like for higher ed social media managers making those relationships across campus and letting people know like I, I would do I, once a semester, I would do like a, a lunch and learn of like, hey, this is how social media works at the university. This is yeah, what we do. Yeah. This is our strategy. And the more people would come to that. And just, even if people didn't show up, the people who did would spread the gospel for me. You know, <laughs> like, hey, I went to this great lunch and learn at JS. You need to send him that now and not the day of the event. And that helps out a lot um you still get those and sometimes you just you need a boss that will back you up and be like 
yeah, I'm I'm gonna say no for you. <laughs> so so I'm gonna put you in a crappy position, JS. Uh, okay, <laughs> we're listening to for our edification, and we're talking to John Steven Stencil. And um, JS is a director of social media at Chaotic Good Studios. Love that name, by the way. Um, okay, social media. Where do you find that you have a smoother path to do your job effectively? Has it was it in higher ed, or has it been in the private sector? This is me. Private sector all this the is, way. I was going to say, this was my curiosity. And I, you gave me the answer. I thought I would, yeah. What, um, how, what is the difference, though? It's so funny to me that. I, I, what it, is it, it about higher Because I, it goes to the Kissinger quote, like, you know, campus politics is so vicious because the stakes are so low, <laughs> you know? Um and it goes because people are very passionate about what they do and they care about it and that's very good but also there's sometimes of like hey the bake sale you're having right you know for you know the accounting club doesn't need to go on the main university page uh, i know so it's the, important to you yeah, right? yeah or so this is or this is my yeah. favorite one that, that ariane pierre my social media coordinator we talk about this all the time it's like we're gonna start a tiktok account okay hold on Hold on, Department of Music. Why are you going to start a TikTok account? Which it would make sense for music, but I'm just going to pick one. You know, why are you going to start a TikTok account? Oh, because and one of the students is going to run it. Hold on, <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> and the next thing you know, all of a sudden they start this this account, and you're sitting there and you're going, "I told them six months ago this was a bad idea," and they've posted a grand total of five times. And it's six months later. <laughs> and they can be a liability to the brand as well. You have all liability. of these students. Put, you know, I, I go to, to speak at university classes and, and talk to young people who want to go into social media management. And every time I'm like, ask them, like, who do you think is doing well on social media? And they're like, Wendy's and Duolingo. And as much as I love both of those accounts, your music department that's run by a student does not need to be emulating Duolingo. Like, that does not need to happen. Uh, so that that is a big issue. And then, you know, back back to kind of the, the point about, you know, what what is more difficult, you know, hi, higher ed or, or private sector. I never in a million years thought working on a big budget movie, the social for something that that's costing, you know, millions of dollars would be less stressful than running social media for a small university in the middle of Arkansas. Uh, it is. It's uh, it's unbelievable. You would think if Hollywood like egos and and there are many, um, would would be play and you, there'd be all kinds of pressure and and things like that. And and there is. I, I don't want to down minimize that because it's still very. It can be very stressful, but it's so much less than when I was a social media manager in higher ed. Uh, I don't know why that is, but also there there are kind of comes down to like. The city stuff that there, there's constant, you know, complaints about parking, there's PR crises, there's actual physical, you know, there, there's no snow days for a movie, right? Uh, there's no canceling class because there's no tornado that hits campus at, right, when, when right. you're doing. There are PR crises and other things which I've had to deal with that are, you know, very stressful, but um. It it, it 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 it's interesting to me that higher ed is is so much more intense 
well, on and, that and, than, than other areas. And it's so hard for higher ed to pivot. In the private sector, you know, when you got to pivot, you pivot. It, you just go. You just go. Everybody gets in a room, gets in a war room. Everybody puts it all out on the conference table. You're sitting here going, we got to pivot. Let's pivot. Let's go. You go to your office, do your thing. You go to your office, you do your thing. You go to your office, do your thing. And everybody just seems to know what they have to do. And even when they make a mistake, they can pull it back quickly or they can say, you know what? Let's move on. It was a mistake. We screwed up. And then they just go ahead and, and they move on. But I mean, with higher ed, that's the other. I think with higher ed, when you make a mistake, it just seems to live forever. <laughs> you know, um, and 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 I think the other part is that higher ed has so little appreciation for marketing um, and so little understanding and, and such an unsophisticated view of marketing, you know, uh, because often a problem is, is that, you know, we're the we're the we're the arts and craft shop. And so, and social media is the fun, cute little thing we do because, oh, look at our accounts, you know, oh, look at, look at how much we've grown in the past month. And, you know, and you're sitting there going, yeah, well, that's nice, but that's not it, you know, and the social media person who is often a young person who who was probably graduated four or five years out of college or something like that. They're like the kids they were a student campus. at that university a year ago, right? Yeah, and, and and unfortunately, they're often seen as one of the kids on campus, you know? And it's like, no, this isn't a kid. This is a professional who's really, really having to work this account and block and tackle for an entire brand, you know? Um, and that and that's, that's where I often see the frustration. That's why I'm always asking my social media coordinator, hey, how's it going? How are you? You know, what, what do I need to do? Do you need a day? What what do we need to do? Have you planned everything? Come in tomorrow at noon. You know, it's 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 stuff like that because it just seems it, like such a pressure cooker. And that's a big one too because on so many campuses you have a social media person for the entire campus, and social media doesn't end at five. You know, especially with students who are up all hours and have questions and things are going out, and it, it it's a constant thing and higher ed really isn't equipped to handle that you know for staff yeah. it's like okay you have to be in your office from nine to five every day you know um i my, my last job they're, they're very strict about the dress code like shirt tucked in you know wearing slacks yeah. no casual fridays and it's just like you know oh, what oh god no <laughs> oh i know and <laughs> and it's just kind of like, well, you know what? I was I was running all weekend. It was graduation, and, and you know, I was working working the accounts all weekend. Oh, here's some flex time. You know, you can come in late a couple of days this week. Like, and you know what? I, I I've got a I've got a six year old kid. I, I I need more than that. You know, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you know, um, it's a it's. Giving giving the people those the balance and the flexibility, you know. Oh, hey, work remote today, or hey, take take Friday off, or heaven forbid, like pay people overtime instead of giving them flex time. Like, yeah, I know yeah. high ride can't do that a lot, but like, hey, I mean, there's sometimes the job requires so much you can't take that time off. So people do need to be compensated fairly for that. So you have yeah. somebody yeah, right flex now. Time's not always enough. <laughs> so you so you have somebody right now who's about to graduate 
they have the bomb TikTok account, but they're and they're saying that they want to be social media managers somewhere. What's your advice to them? Volunteer, you know, get an account, run run a, an account professionally, and use your personal accounts to talk about what you do and and and, and it, get involved with, with the community of social media managers. Um, I, as much as I, I don't think social media managers can should be work for exposure. Um, finding a good cause that needs a volunteer is a great way to get that experience, and you know, it, learn from it. Internships are great; they should be paid. But my feeling on internships is not only should you be paid, you shouldn't be. It shouldn't just be, oh, you're the intern. Here's our social media password. Run the show. Uh, because honestly, you're going to have to unlearn a lot of stuff that you have done wrong if you do that. Uh, you need to intern under a professional social media manager who can provide that guidance for you. Uh, you Like I was saying before, use those personal accounts to showcase what you have done, uh, to talk about things that interest you on social media for a couple of reasons. One, when you apply for social media manager positions, people are definitely going to look at your personal accounts, um, good or bad. Like I like to say, be professionally authentic. Like you can, mm, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I would not, I would not have been able gotten the job on invincible. If I had not talked about comic books in addition to uh, mm, social media. Mm, so my mm. personality actually ended up paying off because I, you know, somebody followed me and said, Oh, he's knows the social media and he's a comic book nerd. Let's give him a call. Um, wow. So, Get, get on there and, and and talk about you reach out to other social media managers you know go hey look up and find out who's running social media at whatever brand that you admire and, and talk to them i'd love to talk to people on, on it so um, making those connections and networking before you need it is incredibly important john steven stanzel my boy he is the director of social media at chaotic good studios and thank you for joining us on for our edification my friend Anytime. Thanks for having me. By the way, you like my background? Try to see something. So that great artist, Prince, once said, we live in a world overrun by tourists. Tourists. They look at life through a pocket camera. What? No flash again? Social media is kind of the same way, isn't it? I mean, people take a look at the world through a pretty limited lens, and that lens is their own personal experience. But we're kind of tricked into thinking that our personal experience could translate to everybody. As someone who has worked in mass comm and mass media, let me remind you of something, or let me educate you about something that you may not know about. Once upon a time, if you wanted to reach the masses through a microphone, you had to take a test for the Federal Communications Commission. Yes, you had to take an FCC test just to crack a mic. That is because people wanted to make sure that you were prepared to show some level of responsibility once you got on a mic. You represent a brand that is one hell of a responsibility. It's not just about you. If you're the type who likes to go for the nuclear option first when you get upset, well, if you get upset, that's you and your account and you suffer whatever consequence that honestly, you just may not feel because it's just you. But for a brand, it's way different because you're representing more than yourself, something bigger than yourself. So. If you want to apply for a job in social media management, go ahead, but think about whether or not you are ready to represent 
a whole lot of people. Many thanks to my man, John Stephen Stansel, for joining me on For Our Edification. If you want to find out more about JS, go to jsstansel.com. His address is right there in the show notes. And of course, if you want to check out past episodes of For Our Edification, please do so. Just go to eddiefrancis.com slash For Our Edification, rate it, share it, and yeah, get some feedback. We'd love to hear your feedback and read it too. For the very lovely Dr. Halima Leek Francis, I'm Eddie Francis. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of For Our Edification.